Hello everyone. In today's episode, I am talking to beautiful Kate Erickson. Kate is better half of John Lee Demers. John Lee Demers is the host of Entrepreneur on Fire podcast, which is currently on its 2500 episodes and had 85 million downloads to date. And Kate also joined John's team as an integrator. And she has played many different roles in John's team, but the most important has been developing system and processes that really help their company to grow and scale. In today's episode, we are all talking about how to scale your business and how to streamline your operations. We are also talking about how to prioritize things when there are thousand things to do. She is literally the queen of time management, and she recently launched her podcast, Ditch Busy. And we are talking about her podcast, and uh, the podcast is all around time management. So we are really talking about time management for entrepreneurs. So stay tuned for this wonderful episode with lovely Kate, whom I have known for a couple of years now. And this was a great chance to connect with her and know what's going on in her life right now. So stay tuned for this amazing interview. Have you ever wondered how to show up as your best version of yourself, no matter what life throws at you? You are not alone. I've spent the last six years on the comeback trail after getting fired as a burned out workaholic who missed her first candlelight wedding anniversary. When life gets tough, there's always a choice. Give up or show up. So how do you forge an inspiring leadership without the overwhelm completely from scratch? Join me in my quest to bring you the stories, strategies, and tips you need to inspire you to succeed. I am Priyanka Khandalkar, and this is Show Up with Priyanka. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Show Up with Priyanka, and this is your host, Priyanka Khandalkar. I'm so thrilled and excited to welcome Kate Erickson. Kate is the engine at Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where John Lee Demers interviews inspiring entrepreneurs who are truly on fire. She's also the host of the podcast Ditch Busy and co-author of the podcast journal Idea to Launch in 50 Days. You can learn more about free training Kate and John have created for entrepreneurs who are ready to achieve the financial and lifestyle freedom over at eofire.com. I just wanted to put that out there uh, before I forget, but welcome, welcome, Kate. So happy and honored to have you here. Priyanka, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. It's all my pleasure, Kate. So before we go in, uh, dive deeper, Kate, can you let our listener know who Kate Erickson is? I did introduce you, but I want to know like, who Kate Erickson is like at her heart. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So, I mean, my background is not super typical in the entrepreneurial space just because, you know, I'm used to listening to entrepreneurs share their journey and their background. And it seems to me that a lot of times entrepreneurs like self-identify as they've always been entrepreneurs. You know, they Mm -hmm. grew up with entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurial parents and they were Mm -hmm. at school selling candy bars and like doing all this crazy stuff. I mean, that Mm -hmm. was not me. Both of my parents were very corporate. I grew up in um, San Diego in Southern California. And so, you know, I was, I was used to being outside all the time. I was used to being around friends and family all the time. I had just an amazing childhood. I mean, my parents were incredibly supportive, um, played lots of sports, you know, did the whole graduate from co- uh, high school, go to college, get a degree, find a job that has to do with my degree and <laughs> climb the corporate ladder. And like, that's kind of how my life was defined for a very long time. I mean, the way that I looked at success in my future was how good of a job can I get? And that was really my focus for the longest time. I'm so wow. grateful that I found entrepreneurship because I was going into my a corporate job every single day, banging my head against the wall, thinking like, this can't be it. Like there has to be something more. So that's kind of where like my journey to entrepreneurship started is, is just with questioning, like, why does it have to be this way? Cause I always thought that it had to be that way. You know, <laughs> I love that. Wow. And I always feel that like, so for me, like in 2014, I got fired from a role. Like that was my trigger point. Okay. We need to have something else. Like can't rely on job 100%, but it's so beautiful, right? All of our stories, they are so inspiring and how we actually think and what changes happens and how your definition of success changes, right, Kate? So that time your success definition was to get a job, but how is it now? Like how is it, it has moved now? Success now to me is uh, like 100% tied to me being able to do what I want, when I want, mm-hmm. with who I want. Like that's my definition of freedom. That is my compass. Um, I, I just want to know at all times that I'm able to show up and make my own choices and feel great about those choices. I love that. That's so beautiful. And I feel like that freedom thing, it connects to every entrepreneur. We all want to have that freedom and like freedom of expression, freedom of choice, as you were saying, like that's so key. Thank you for sharing that, Kate. And it's so important. Like we need to define that success for us because sometimes even when we reach that success, we don't celebrate, but it's so key important to like really define that success. And when you reach that point, celebrate and like then again, list out like the next plan, always have the next plan in mind. So Kate, I know you are more of a system person, right? Yes. You I love, love system. You love time <laughs> management. So how was your, like, what, what, what is the story of uh, how you started being part of EO Fire? I know you, you were dating John, but what, did you know that he was already doing EO Fire when you started dating or was it after you started dating? So, so he launched Entrepreneur on Fire after we started dating. So we had been together for, uh, I would say, about one year. Mm-hmm. And so when we got together, both of us were working in corporate. He was working in commercial real estate, which, you know, that kind of toes the line between corporate and entrepreneurship because mm-hmm. it really is so heavily on you to like get your sales pipeline going and to take the initiative and to have the drive and to have the accountability. Um, But I was working on advertising and marketing agency. And uh, when he let me know that he had this idea to start a podcast, I was kind of thinking like, what the heck is a podcast? (laughs) Wow. And And um, how was the podcast that time? Was there a lot of podcasts? I don't even remember of like listening to one in 2012. (laughs) 
No, there, I mean, there were definitely podcasts. They had been around, but the, uh, like the platform for them was nowhere near what it is today, of course. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just the mainstream aspect of it. I don't feel like that had hit yet because I mean, like I, like I said, I honestly didn't know what a podcast was really Mm -hmm. when he told me that I didn't listen to podcasts. I had no idea where you might go about finding whatever a podcast was. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so I think discoverability at that point in time was still Mm -hmm. way behind where it is today. And I still feel like we have a long ways to go. I mean, even today I talk to people and they ask, you know, what John and I do. And when I say podcasts, it's almost like deer in a headlights type of stare <laughs> from a lot of people, you know, they're still, I know, like, even ways. I have to do that, Kate, I have to tell them, oh, it's a radio, which is on your yes. phone or something like <laughs> I have to make it simplified. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know I started say I started start out now based on who I'm speaking with, like mm-hmm. an online radio show. <laughs> wow. Wow. So you started like dating and then within a year you both like were you hundred percent in when he started or you joined a little bit later? I joined a little bit later. I mean, I was a hundred percent on board and support him leaving his job to pursue this because I could tell in the way that he talked about it and just his enthusiasm, his drive, his excitement for all of it. Like mm-hmm. I knew that he was on to something and I was happy to be at my job. That advertising and marketing job, even though I didn't want to be in corporate America. Mm -hmm. That was a dream job for me to be in a project management position where I was handling the um, agency's largest client. I was getting to work with multiple different teams. It really was like my zone of genius, what I was doing in that job. And so I was learning a lot. I was learning a lot about project management, about communication, about marketing, about advertising, about branding, about leadership roles, like leading a Mm, team. Um, So there was just so many components to that job that I loved at the time. And that now looking back on it, I mean, I use those skills every single day in, you know, what I do now for Entrepreneurs on Fire. I love that. And then Kate, like when, uh, when you started, like when you moved from this corporate, like I know that you had this, all this experience. And I also have this experience of project management systems and operational. Like I come from that background of industrial engineering, where, where we look at all the systems, uh, like process flows and all that. But when you started applying, like when you joined John uh, on Entrepreneur on Fire and you started applying those, what were the struggles you faced? Like, were there any challenges you faced, like applying all the learnings from the corporates to the business? Absolutely, because I was in this whole new industry of not only speaking to, you know, a completely different audience to what I was used to in corporate America, but also just understanding online business and entrepreneurship because at that mm-hmm. time, this was 2012. And just to put things into perspective, like some people today might not even realize that in 2012, like we were still booking f- 
advertisements in magazines and in newspapers and on radio. Like that seems kind of foreign right now, Mm -hmm. but it really wasn't that long ago that that was kind of, you know, the thing. And so coming into this online business space and and kind of getting my footing Mm -hmm. and at the same time trying to learn how to apply my skills in a new way, because, you know, it certainly was no longer somebody telling me what needed to be delivered on, you know, Mm -hmm. like Kate, here's what you need to accomplish today. Now it was on me. And so, yeah, I would say a couple of the biggest struggles were one, just familiarizing myself and immersing myself in what online business and entrepreneurship was. Then Mm -hmm. also just really understanding intimately who we were talking to at Entrepreneurs on Fire, like who was our ideal customer? Who were we mm-hmm. trying to reach? Because, you know, that informed all my decisions around content creation and all of that. And then, yes. um, you know, definitely just uh, having having all of these skills and not yet knowing how they were going to serve the business yet. Wow. This is amazing. So Kate, like you're talking about your customer avatar. Was there like a lot of time you guys changed it? Like, okay, we want to like actually, is it something has been changing or you already knew at the start, this is what whom we want to interview? John had pretty much nailed down who the ideal listener for the podcast was. And, you know, it's, it's sort of unique in some ways, but I think he was so sure about it because Mm -hmm. it was him before he started the podcast. So Mm. he was filling a void and, you know, solving a pain point that he himself had before he decided to, you know, be that change and make that podcast because he was in the car driving to all these appointments and commercial real estate. He was listening to these great podcasts being put out by David Seitman Garland and Pat Flynn, you know, who were two Mm -hmm. big business podcasts at the time and who still are. And, uh, and, but he was running out of content because they were only publishing one episode per week. And so he Mm -hmm. thought, what are people doing who are in the car every single day like me wanting this inspirational content to hear from entrepreneurs who are living their dream life and who are creating all these amazing like solutions to people's problems? Like maybe I need to be the one to create that. And so mm-hmm. that ideal listener was John. And so he had this very clear vision and idea of of what he needed to create based on those feelings. And I love that, Kate, because sometimes your ideal client is like you two, three steps ahead or like someone like two, three steps behind you who is just trying to reach. So I think, yeah, there's a very close connection with your ideal client and your core identity and they matching your core identity. So it's so important. So Kate, like I wanted to ask you, based on the system wise, like you were like an integrator, right? To John being that visionary. So Mm -hmm. like from the traction, the book, I love traction. And uh, so when you go into the systems, like when you start up, like you're building your startup and then you go into like a growing stage where you want to add revenue, increase your revenue profit. And then you have the scaling time where you want to like multiply your businesses and probably hire team members. Like at what stage of your business after you started your podcast, like at what stage uh, you were like, okay, we need some, we need to hire team members. Like, Was there like a very concrete timings or milestone in your journey? 
Yeah, definitely. So John uh, launched the podcast September 2012. I joined the team in April 2013, so about six months, seven months after. And when I joined, that allowed us to put out our first offering to mm-hmm. our audience, which was a mastermind that we were going to call Fire Nation Elite because we refer to mm-hmm. our audience as Fire Nation. So Fire Nation Elite was a mastermind that we were only going to open up to 100 people. Mm-hmm. And John and I would lead that mastermind. We'd have you know a community and we'd have a membership site with resources and it would be a quarterly Um, recurring membership. So when we started building that, like we kind of got into this grow phase of the phases that you just identified. Mm -hmm. And it was really important for us at that stage to get a solid foundation out for that mastermind before thinking or trying to do anything else. And this is a mistake that I see a lot of entrepreneurs making these days. And and maybe as I'm sure it's been happening forever, but in the people that we work with, it's like people are trying to move in five different directions at once. And the biggest difference and why I feel we have such a powerful, strong foundation is we never tried to do more than one thing at a time. First, Mm -hmm. it was getting the podcast going and getting systems and a foundation down for the podcast, identifying, you know, any needs that we had in that area. Then I came on board. So I was kind of like the first team member, if you will. And Mm -hmm. that allowed us to get to the next stage, which was offering this mastermind Mm -hmm. to our audience. And after we put the mastermind out there, we really focused on getting those systems down, making sure that the mastermind was running as optimally as possible. And then only then did we move to the next um, idea that John had, which was to create Podcasters Paradise, our Mm -hmm. online membership and community where we help people create, grow, monetize their podcasts. And as we started building that out, that was like another stage to where we had grown and scaled the mastermind. And it was more or less, you know, it had a system going for it, a process that we followed. Mm -hmm. Adding Podcasters Paradise meant we needed more help to be Mm -hmm. able to build that out. So, you know, we hired people to help us with the design of that. We hired people to help us with the messaging for that. We hired um, a new team member who was solely going to be responsible for helping us with the customer service. Because of course, adding an entire new community to our platform and to what we were managing, that was going Mm -hmm. to add that much more customer service. And, you know, we knew that was really important for us to be there for people. So if you look at it like that as one thing at a time, it's almost like each time we added a new thing, we were reevaluating what does our team look like? What are the resources that we need? Do we need to hire someone else? And how do we make this as efficient and effective as possible before we ever even think about moving to another thing? I love that. Wow. And it's so important. I feel like Kate, like when you streamline your operations in more efficient way, you get you gain a lot of momentum. Mm. You think so? You think that like that's what you have seen? Absolutely. And I think even like more importantly, you gain traction mm-hmm. and you're able to have almost like a stronghold. It mm-hmm. not only helps like 
you know, grow your reach because Mm -hmm. your brand is reaching more people. More people are starting to talk about you. You're attracting more fans and followers. And that marketing is, you know, some of the best marketing that you could ever have is when people start recommending you to their friends or their colleagues. And then experience and how you can enhance that so that they can go and tell other friends about you. I think that's so important. Like how we onboard the clients who are coming, our own team members, and what kind of uh, effect they're having on everyone else uh, in their life. So I think that's such an important point, Kate, there. And I always feel like as an entrepreneur, like who is like just starting out, like you have a background in project management, but a lot of people don't have that system kind of knowledge. But it's so important to have those systems in place so that when you are doing, like you know exactly what to prioritize and let's say for example there's this corona or things where things can drop off like you have someone who can take over because you have systems in place yes absolutely yeah wow so kate i want to ask you what led you to start ditch busy because i have listened to kate's take like that was amazing podcast and i'm assuming you don't you you have stopped doing the kate's take podcast right yes when i launched ditch busy i did um stop kate's take Okay. So what led you to start Ditch Busy? So I had been, uh, I had been producing Kate's Take for five years Mm -hmm. and I was kind of at a point where when I looked back at my goals for that podcast and what I wanted it to become, it had kind of hit all those milestones. Mm -hmm. I started Kate's Take personally as a growth, like getting way out of my comfort zone challenge for myself. Mm -hmm. And of course I knew that the result of that was going to be being able to add even more value to our audience by sharing the behind the scenes of how we run our business, like the systems in that back end that to your point, not a lot of entrepreneurs focus on. Mm -hmm. And so as I kind of took a look back and started reflecting on like, wow, five years, that's a long time. (laughs) Yes. Wow. <laughs> I really enjoyed the process. It taught me so much. It brought me to so many new levels personally, professionally. It connected me with so many incredible people. And so all these milestones that I wanted to hit with the podcast, I had hit them. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't I knew that I wasn't ready to like let podcasting go though. And so I started thinking about if I were to really distill down what I learned about my audience through producing the Kate's Take podcast of all the one-on-one engagements and interactions that I had over those five years, what was truly the biggest struggle that kept coming up over and over and over again? And what that struggle was is that people felt overwhelmed way more than they felt accomplished or Mm. like they had finished everything that they wanted to do. And so I thought, what if I continued my podcasting journey with a new podcast, a new format, like a new focus, and I took everything that I've learned from my audience, from Kate's Take, and I brought that into the new podcast. And just my passion around time management and systems and how I truly believe that we as individuals are the only ones who control Mm -hmm. our time and who have the power to spend our time exactly how we want to. Like, What if I could teach this to people in a very 
like easy to understand, non-overwhelming format that would help people finally ditch that busy feeling and be able mm-hmm. to make overwhelm a thing of the past. And so that was really my um, inspiration, if you will, to launch the podcast Ditch Busy. Wow. That's that's amazing, Kate. And I feel like as an entrepreneur, we all always have so many things to work on, right? It's like we have this, like we're balancing which one to focus on. And I mm. feel like this is such an important topic because we all have 24 hours. Oprah Winfrey had 24 hours. And like, <laughs> but we all have to like really prioritize our time, what we are spending on, especially during this COVID time when we are doing this interview, like we have so many things uh, going on. So what are the simplest ways, according to you, according to your own experience of like doing business since 2012, like what are the simplest way we can be better at time management and get more done in more efficient ways? I think that what it really boils down to at the core is understanding what your priority is. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying before is how I see so many people trying to work on five different things at the same time. Mm -hmm. We have turned a singular word priority into a plural word, which it was never intended to be. It's actually the opposite of what priority means. Priority is the one most important thing. And yet we walk around and we talk about our priorities in plural format. (laughs) You cannot have more than one most important Mm. thing, but that's how most of us go through our days is trying to work on, you know, this and that and spend time with our family and cook and do household stuff and go to the grocery store and Uh, take care of ourselves, you know, I mean, forbid that we actually focus on our own (laughs) health and wellness, right? It's like the first thing that goes out the Mm -hmm. door. And to me, it really is an exercise. And I, I say exercise because it's not something that happens overnight. It is something that you need to practice and that you need to continue strengthening that muscle for is asking yourself, what is my number one priority right now? And Mm -hmm. when you start to be able to focus and be present for one single thing at a time, not only are you going to be able to make so much more progress and gain so much more momentum in that one area, but it's going to allow you to be more present in every area of your life. And this is something I'm super passionate about because it was just you know, five, six years ago that I would find myself every time I was at my computer, I felt bad that I wasn't spending time with my friends and my family. And then I'd get together with my friends and my family and I'd feel so bad that I wasn't working on the business. And Mm. finally I'm like, this is no way I'm like, I'm supposed to be feeling free (laughs) and in control of my time. And like every single choice is a choice I'm intentionally making yet here I am always feeling like I need to be someplace else. And so I Mm -hmm. thought, what if I could just be, have a schedule where Mm -hmm. I'm so intentional with my commitments and that every single time I'm focused on a priority, that's the only thing that's getting my attention. And when I started practicing that and became better at it, and still over time, I have to hold myself accountable. I slip out of it sometimes. I don't mm-hmm. think that this is ever something that we just perfect and magically, mm-hmm. it ha- you know, all the other stuff goes away. Like you have to work at it. Yes. But now when I get to be 100% fully present for 
my own health and wellness in the morning during my morning routine. And then I move into a session where I'm 100% focused on my work and I get to make incredible progress and build momentum on the projects that I'm working on. And then when I get to spend time with John and you know cook a dinner together and then spend an hour sitting outside just like sharing ideas and thoughts and I'm 100% present for that, like how much more fulfilling and incredible do I feel about my day when it looks like that versus waking up in chaos and just running in a hundred different directions all the time. And really, again, it goes back to understanding what's your priority right now and how can you set and structure your day so that if you have four different things that you want to do that day, how are you going to schedule those so that you can be 100% present for each of those four things at a Mm -hmm. separate time so that you are intentionally spending your time exactly how you want. Wow. And it's so amazing, Kate, like this show is all about like showing up and showing up intentionally. And you hit on those points so nicely here. Like we have to be intentional about what we are doing, how we are spending time, whom we are spending time. And you you use like you listed it out so nicely. Thank you for doing that because I feel like there's so much time we waste on just like sometimes just planning, planning, and even like thinking about, oh, I should have completed that. But even having that grace, having that awareness is the 70% of the time thing 70% of the thing you have already done it's just that 30% what you do with that awareness right yes definitely. I love that I love that Kate thank you so much for being on the show today so I wanted to ask you Kate like this last question uh, which is like what kind of leader you want to become and what kind of culture you want to share with your community yeah, you know, something that's always been really important to me and and it becomes even more and more important to me every single day as I truly begin to understand what it means for other people too is to just show up as who I am. Mm-hmm. And this seems to, you know, be lost on a lot of people in the online space who get on videos or who get on podcasts or who send out emails or who create mm-hmm. content not as who they actually are. And then it comes Mm. to meeting this individual at a conference or an event or a book signing or whatever. And it's like you're meeting a completely different person. Mm. To me, leadership is walking the walk, you know, not just pitching and, and, and selling something and convincing people and, and, you know, sharing all these different ideas, but it's doing it in such an authentic way that like you are showing up as you in every area of your life, no matter you're on video, on a podcast, in person with someone, Mm -hmm. writing an email, like on social media. And that's what's so important to me. I feel like it's a really huge part of leadership because I've been in the position before where I've felt like somebody who I follow online, who I consider a mentor, who Mm -hmm. is absolutely showing up as a leader to me online. And then I meet them in person and I'm just disappointed, frankly. Like, how can this be the Mm. same person that that I've been looking up to? and and, And I never want to show up that way. I always want to show up as me online, offline, no matter where I am. And, and you I think and that John are always part. like that. You both are so authentic. Like I was just going through your website, uh, Kate, and I saw that you guys uh, even like 
put out your how much revenue you are making what kind of failures you are having like uh, i saw your beautiful promotion of kbb when you were doing and like you spoke about that in the recent march a uh, breakdown of your monthly revenue i was like wow you guys are so transparent you really want to show everyone every entrepreneur that this path is not easy and there's some things like which you have to work on there are things which will not work according to you but mm. having that grace and being authentic and being transparent and being like lead with that example is something you both both you and john shows with every step everything you do thank you for being a person like that kate uh- I really appreciate that and I receive it Priyanka thank you so much. <laughs> so Kate like is there a, like if someone wants to reach out to you where our listeners can reach out to you? Absolutely. Um I'm on Instagram. I love the platform. So you can follow me on Instagram, send me a DM, comment on a post, however you want to do it over there. I'm Kate L Erickson or if you want to reach out to me via email I check my inbox and I'm in there as myself and nobody else it's <laughs> kate at eofire.com Awesome thank you so much Kate and I will put that on the show notes thank you for being on my show today it's a great honor to have you and learn so much from you I'm just starting with my podcast journey and you have been doing it for so many years so it's just fascinating to learn from you I'm so excited for you. Congratulations on the podcast. Thanks Kate. So today we only had this much time. If you want to learn more from Kate, please do connect with her on social media, send her the email. Talk to you all soon and please please show up to prioritize and manage your time and energy in most efficient ways. I honor you for your energy and time to show up till the end and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a minute to rate and review my show and share it with others who needs it the most. This would mean world to me. Remember your positive intentions, your presence and your positive energy is contagious to attract the positive result. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned until the next episode.